This is spoilers. With a Z. So let's just start talking about Red Dead Redemption. Bunny, do you want to break it down? Uh, what are we what, what are we doing here? So um, I figured we would kind of like break down and do some like basics. Talk about our character, our favorite characters, like. You know that basic bullshit. What what was our favorite things? Some of our best interactions. Oh, you want to start with the start with the what was your favorite color? Yeah, or okay. we can do we can do that, or we could just do a deep dive immediately, and then we could do breakdown later. Yeah, I don't know. Let, let's get well. I don't know. I was gonna say it's we should do. do I was gonna say we should do overall impressions, but then I was okay. like, eh, if you listen to this podcast, you probably have a pretty fucking good idea that we love this fucking game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it's it's uh there's not a lot a whole lot of mystery there, no. but just to lay it out there. So the cards are on the table. We'll this is it. probably one of my top five favorite video games ever. Ooh, I don't know where I'd rank it, but it is definitely up there for me. Um, this game just kind of snuck into my heart immediately. Uh, after I think after the third chapter, that's when I really the third chapter. Even though the most of the complaints that I saw about this game were about the third chapter, that was my favorite fucking chapter. But this game, which is what what happens? I don't really think of the game chapter in chapters. What is like when you're down in Lemoyne and all that area, you're down oh. in like the southern part, and like yeah. you're dealing with like the women's suffrage movement thing, right, right, right. Um, and like dealing with the the love triangle between the the two houses and stuff like that. And it reminds me of Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a cute nod to that. And, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I adore this game. And Arthur's now one of my, my video game boyfriends, for sure. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's a fucking amazing character. That area is cool, but there is a mystery there that I still haven't solved. Which and one? I would like to. I should have looked it up because uh, it's like one of my favorite things about the game that I don't know anything about yet. Mm-hmm. The guy looking for Gavin. Do you know what that is? So I did actually look this up because it drove okay. me insane. Yeah, it drove me insane you, too. You run into him again when you're John. Yeah. So uh, there's nothing. There is no Gavin. What? That's the thing about it. Is, Fuck like, you, nobody, Rockstar. Nobody could find Gavin, and so they're speculating that he is Gavin, and he's just been losing his mind this entire time. Because when you run into him as John, he's like, Gavin? Gavin, have you seen my friend Gavin? And he's still looking for him that many years later? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's he's something just wrong with you. Cuckoo. Yeah. yeah That's kind of neat. Cuckoo crazy. Okay. Uh, um, one of the things a little that disappointing, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I missed, and I kept forgetting to do it because it's not an actual mission; it's not even a side mission. Is save the guy from underneath the uh, the gunsmith. I don't think I know that. There's like a gunsmith down. Oh fuck! I I should pull up the map. Hang on. Okay. Let That's me a pull up the red. I have notes. I have a tiny laptop. This is the worst. 
<laughs> Show me the whole map, game. Yeah, why is it not the whole one? There's so many sections of it. I don't want to see sections. I want to see the whole one. You don't want to see section? Bad. You're going to have to have a natural birth then. I want to be naturally born. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be naturally born? Naturally born evil space bunny. And down in Rhodes. So down in Rhodes in Lemoyne, um, there's a gun shop there. And if you go past the side, you see a dude on a bed. And Arthur makes a comment about how he's wearing women's clothing. And he's like, yeah, the gunsmith, he, he has me trapped down here. And he keeps me trapped and locked up down here. And it's like super fucked up. Oh, you're talking about in that little outhouse thing, right? I don't know if he's in the outhouse. I think he's in the basement. Oh, then and I like, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly where he is, but you're, he, he's like, you gotta help me, man. You gotta help me. And Arthur's like, yeah, sure, I'll be back. And like, but and if you never you went back, <laughs> I never went back because it's on a mission, and I felt like shit. <laughs> and I remembered, I only remembered it is because I found my notes, and I was like, I literally have like at least ten pages of me just scribbling down random shit from this game. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I should have done that. I. Because because of this playthrough, I was like laying in bed playing. Uh huh. It would have been a little more difficult to do that, but. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, like my overall feel of the game was like, this is one of those few games that I didn't have any background noise or anything else playing. Even when I played it on stream, normally I always have background music and stuff. I didn't for this game because I just get completely immersed with all of the sounds and like all of the natural music that happens when you're riding around and everything. Yeah. And it just kind of like consumed me. It's kind of a, have you ever played games um, and felt kind of lonely? Yeah. Like, your character's just, like, out there. Like, this game would have been that if it wasn't for your camp. And I think that's the, kind of the cool thing about the camp is it makes you feel part of this this thing. Like, yeah, sure, you're out and about and you're by yourself. But, but you then you come home. back and people greet you and know your name and care about yeah. you. And I think that's really, really neat. Yeah. It gets lonely out, out there on the trail. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's a nice touch. Because, like, you don't even have that in... Um... Red Dead Redemption 1, because, right. like, you know, Abigail and Jack, they've both been, like, being held hostage. And, like, you don't have that as John. It's just you as John, and, like, you see familiar faces, but you don't have somewhere to really, like, call home and, right. like, go back to. And, like, it's like when you're playing any other kind of video game where you have a base and it's just, like, that moment of re relief. And so, like... It was so interesting with this game because no matter where you were staying on the map, it always was just, like, kind of nice to get back there. And you're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm safe. Base. Base. Yeah. Yeah, base. <laughs> <laughs> you just t touch a tree. Base. Uh, um, so one of the main complaints about this game yeah. is Dutch's character and how everybody still follows him even when he's clearly losing his marbles just gone insane for revenge and chaos. Yeah. Do you think that that ruins it? Is it believable to you? How did you feel about that? I mean, obviously everyone hates Dutch, but is yeah. it hate Dutch in like a, oh, that's a good, well-written character, or is it hate Dutch and hate that art completely? 
yes and no. So, like, loyalty is one of those things where it, it, it is kind of terrifying to be somebody who's so blinded by loyalty and, like, so devout, especially since it's us looking in. Yeah. It's a lot harder for us to see it as, like, this is a toxic relationship. I don't understand why these people are constantly following him. And, like, towards the end of the game, when people do start leaving the camp, uh, you're like, yes, finally, other people are seeing this. They're starting to see this unraveling. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. But, yeah, it's interesting how long everybody stuck around Dutch. Yeah. And, like, I think other people were starting to stay there for other people. Like, I think Sadie, Sadie only stuck around there because of you. And, obviously, Abigail and Jack stuck around because of John and, like, also you as well. Right. Well, it's like... It's like the, um, I forget what the rule is called, but it's like people are less likely to stop something bad in a crowd than they are like in a small group. Right. Like, because everyone, you're like, oh, the whole crowd is with this, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's like, so if the whole camp is like, yeah, going along with Dutch, it gets easier to just follow Dutch because that's what everyone's doing, even though the individuals don't want to, and that's why the sort of like Arthur Rebellion starts. Right. Um, but I think you nailed it when you said we're peeking in. We don't have, although we get glimpses of the 20 years of history, especially right. between Arthur and Dutch. Yeah. 20 fucking son. years. Like, yeah. it's father son, even though they're pretty similar in age. <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems like to me, uh, Arthur seems like an old fucking man. And Dutch, I mean, seems like an old fucking man, too. But the th- the thing that I think people confuse with their, like, anger at, at Dutch and that whole, like, everyone's following him, the thing that makes way less sense is they established Michael's only been there for six months. Right. That's a drop in the hat. Like, it's nothing. I think, I think. Why does whole... anyone give him the time of day? I don't, I don't, I, that's what I don't understand either is it, Micah is so new and, like, Dutch doesn't want to listen to Arthur If If there were, John... like, if. If they really built him up is like his skill was yeah. insane. Like if he was just a force to be fucking reckoned with, either with a rifle or physical prowess or something like something he offered the gang that no one else could, then yeah, maybe I could see. But he's just a weasel. He's a weasel. And it's so interesting because like, obviously he's the bad guy at the end. He He's the one who betrays everybody and he was reporting to the Pinkertons. But like, I think it's because... Wouldn't it be so much more interesting if, like, I, John, some, if, or like somebody who had been there for a long time, or like uh, even Bill Hosea? Williamson, or like Hosea? or Hosea? That would be fucking awesome, right? Make it and someone like, interesting, where it's like, like yeah. and give them a compelling reason to do it. I I think this was kind of a, I think the Micah thing is kind of like a, a an easy writer situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, it's just like kind of the way the story fell together, and sure. But it could have been way, way more interesting. Right. Also, I think, okay, so this is what my theory behind Micah is. Because, like, John and and uh, Arthur have been there for so long. And they've created this, like, fucking brotherly system. And, like, and they're starting to rebel against Dad, Dutch. And then this hot, young, fucking weasel comes along. And he's like, I'll is follow you to the end of the world. No, Micah's gross as fuck. He's you just said hot, so... Well, he's Did you hot mean hot Dutch. shot? 
Yeah. <laughs> he's hot to Dutch. Dutch oh, I see. Super hot. I see. And yeah. like so so this yeah this this guy comes in and he's like, Yo, I'll follow you to the end of the world. Fuck those guys. Obviously, how could they not be loyal? And I think that he just starts like whispering and kind of manipulating Dutch a little bit. Which yeah. shows how kinda Micah is the the snake in the garden. He's definitely the snake in the garden. And, like, I think that's why he got in there so much. I just think it's too abrupt. Like, make it five years or something. You know, like, make him usurp him or something. Like, don't make it, like, this outsider sneak. Because no one would ever trust somebody after six months who had been together for 20 fucking years. Right, right. Or if it was, like, an old, like, old, like, past gang member that, you know, just came back or something yeah. like if they had a history of some kind, but six months, come on. Yeah. It was, it's, it's, it's only that line that ruins it for me. If I didn't know, I, I would be like, Oh, I wonder like maybe, maybe I would assume it, you know? Yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. And so, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see that with Dutch and then with the rumors floating around that Dutch might be the next focus for rock stars. A Red Dead no. Redemption makes me really mad. Makes me really, really mad. There's way better characters that you could focus on. Yeah. Um, another thing that a lot of people complain about with this game, uh, that I've seen is the fact that you can't be a truly good guy or a truly bad guy. And we talked about this a little bit with the missions, how you're forced to like fucking slaughter a whole fucking area and get a giant bounty. <laughs> like when you do go rescue Micah or when you go shoot up uh Valentine and you know, rob the bank and stuff like that, and that I goes know. fucking sideways and you have like these five, six hundred dollar bounties against everything. I do like that Arthur like recognizes it though. Like right. the line I forget where it is, but he's like Dutch is like, come on, we help the people that need help. And I think it was when they were talking to the, the Native American uh, right. eagle flies and shit. Yeah, eagle and flies. he's like, come on, Dutch. We ain't helped anybody in a long time. <laughs> 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 I was like, damn, dude, that's a guy that's been struggling with that for a while. Yeah. I think Arthur also just didn't give a shit at that point because he was, he was, he really knew he was dying. Cause yeah, like, yeah. If Red Dead Redemption won because of John Marson's situation and he's away from the game, uh, you can actually, you know, have a real redemption and, you know, build up this character for being completely good and have these moments and stuff like that. And, or you could be truly evil if you wanted to because, you know... At the end, you get shot up for being a fucking criminal anyway at the first one. But, like, with this one, it doesn't feel like you get a choice at all. Arthur is being forced to constantly be the killer for Dutch and basically be Dutch's little puppy. I think I think that's fine. Like, I, I, I think some story... I think player agency over a story is actually overrated. Really? I think I think I like games that have it, but I mm-hmm. don't need it in every game. Like sometimes a story is a story. That's fair. And they're really good. Like you don't choose your own adventure when you read a fucking book, and those are the best <laughs> goddamn stories. Like That's some fair. stories are just stories. Yeah. Like Ar- Arthur is definitely a uh, uh, a killer. He's you know he's he's a he is a thief and he is a killer. They're fucking outlaws. 
Yeah, they're fucking outlaws. But he definitely has a soft side, uh, yeah. especially when yeah, it comes yeah. to women. And yeah. um, I think the big turning point is in chapter three when he's like dealing with all the like, like my favorite thing that people complain about chapter three was they're like, it's the social justice warrior section of the game. We talk about suffrage and we talk about the Lemoyne Raiders and oh, the stuff that happened. <laughs> yeah, you know the stuff that like legitimately happened. You know, in 1899, fuck you. It made me so mad. And they're like, why do they have to include all this stuff? And it's just like, industrialization was happening. Women's suffrage was happening. And people were still mad about the Civil War. People are still mad about the Civil War now. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, Jesus Christ, read a history book. Sorry. (laughs) I really like history. And I think that's why I like this game so much is because there are these nice little touches throughout it. Like, uh, eugenics. Eugenics is a terrible, terrible, terrible fucking thing. And it still is brought up every once in a while. And you just look at that person and you just shake your head very, very badly. And as soon as I heard, I was on like a corner in Lemoyne and I heard this guy, he's like, let me explain to you the greatness of eugenics. I didn't have to hear anything else. I literally pulled out my gun and I shot him in the face. (laughs) I I ran as far as I fucking could. I was just like, that was worth the $200 bounty I just got. <laughs> you just walk straight into the fucking post office and you're like, here you go. I did, you know, it's fair enough. I, I paid, I'm, I got to pay for what I did, but that man's life was worth $200. <laughs> or, like, or like even dealing with the KKK and like running into those fuckers. There's one where you just sit there and I just watched and they accidentally let themselves on fire. <laughs> it was so good. That's I, fucking hilarious. Oh my God. I will say that one of my favorite things, cause like we talk about environmental storytelling, but like these little nuggets that you would find throughout the whole game. And like, they weren't even story missions or stranger missions or anything. Yeah. Like, I remember the serial killer. Oh, I never finished it, and it makes me mad. I didn't finish it either. There's so much I haven't done. I've been saving all the side shit for, like, my third playthrough on PC because the PC is, you know, the most gorgeous and, like... Yeah, it's really pretty. I can't can't fucking wait to 100% that game. I might just play that game today. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it, too. But, like, uh, yeah, like, the wolf man, there's, like, a man who's just running around naked, and he he, he lives with wolves, and I, I accidentally ended up murdering him. (laughs) <laughs> at the end but i found like his stuff and i thought i saw that mystery and then there was like the br- blind prophet that would just randomly show up and he would tell you your prophecy and then there was the screaming preacher who was like always in the river and stuff like that and you had to like up talk him and make him feel good about himself <laughs> there's but... there's a lot of environmental storytelling that i'd never get the answer to yeah that i'm into like i kind of like wondering why there's a tiny church in the middle of nowhere right like it's you can barely crouch in it what the fuck is that about like there's not there was nothing nearby i don't i don't even know if there's any content around it it's just there it's just there where's that at i don't know i have no fucking idea oh no okay i'll have to look that up because i don't think i found that yeah it was it was a strange off the beaten path thing that I just happened upon. 
and I never looked into it. I didn't. I kind of like, especially for first playthroughs, right? Not googling shit, like not coming across something and googling it, right? Because then the the mystery gets to live in my head for a while. Yeah, it's like Gavin. Exactly. God, that Gavin! lived in my that's lived in my head for two whole playthroughs. Gavin. <laughs> I feel anyway. bad. I'm gonna go shoot him the next playthrough. I think. Oh yeah, just just, just, just put him out of his fucking misery. misery. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm glad we think alike on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So we both beat the game. Uh, you got. Wait. Do you ever? Wait. 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 Is this wait. map including the first game? Is McFarland's Ranch really on here? Yeah. Can you go there? Epilogue. You go there. In the epilogue, I believe so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't meet her until the uh, the the first game, though, right? Right. Weird. Yeah, John Marston doesn't meet her until then. Oh, okay. Um. Now I forgot what I was gonna ask. God fucking damn it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh. I think. Okay. Being, well, go ahead. No. No, no, I don't want to make you lose a second thought. I said, I think most of uh, you guys know that I lost momentum in the game because I found out how Arthur was going to die no matter oh, what I did. Oh, yeah. Because of tuberculosis. Yep. The TBs. The TBs. And I had a feeling that was what that was what was happening because he's slowly coughing and he keeps coughing more and more as you get through Chapter 3 and you're just like, I, like I'm dealing with chapter three stuff and that's like my favorite one and I'm having so much fun and then like it just starts clicking into my head I'm like he has TB he has TB he has TB he has TB and then of course we finish <laughs> that one and he has fucking tuberculosis yep. and it was so hard and I think it made it really hard for me to want to finish the game I don't know if that affected your playthrough at all no, I, I don't think so. I don't really, even though I, I, I like the character a lot, right. I knew John was around the corner, you know? Right. I mean, I didn't know he was going to be the epilogue, but um, I knew that, you know, Arthur's not mentioned in the first game, so he, he definitely doesn't survive. Uh, <laughs> or, or at the very least doesn't survive to any... Um. Definitely doesn't keep in contact with John or anything. Because I, I don't know. You, you played the first game first, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So my love of the series was like from that game and carrying it into this one. I do like this game. And I, I might, I think I like the game more. But John Marston is a character like uh, that's still Red Dead to me, I think. Yeah, he's way more lovable. Um. Well, uh, they're both lovable for sure. But I don't know. John's got this like. Swagger? Like, like, he's got swagger, but he's also got this dopey thing, probably just because of how much of a... Dumbass? Bitch his wife is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay, he got mauled by a goddamn wolf, and she's berating the shit out of him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's kind of, yeah. she's a little uptight. <laughs> I was like, damn, she's a true wife, nagging your husband after she's getting almost killed. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. I know that's like her way of expressing she was worried or whatever, but it's like, come on. Right. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so he's got this like regular man trying kind of thing going on with him. Right. That um, it's relatable, you know? 
Yeah, no. He's kind of relatable. He's trying to fumble through things, and he's trying to, like, redeem himself. And, like I like I said, I think, I think John's story, even though Arthur does redeem himself, it's not until the very end. And, like, it isn't until the very end uh, when he's on the last chapter and he's, like, telling people to fucking leave. Like, when he uh, fucking yells at the debtor guy who he loans money to, the, the loan shark. Yeah. He fucking screams at him. And he tells him to get the fuck out, basically, <laughs> and forces him to leave. And, uh, you know, when he's starting to, like, do all this good stuff and just do things to do things, you know, to kind of, like, clean his conscience. Yeah. Like, when he he murdered, shit, I think I wrote this down. He murdered that woman's wife, and I can't remember her name. Edith? She, uh, Edith, he killed her husband, uh, Thomas, and then you, you're trying to get her out of, like, her situation where she turns oh, to prostitution. Oh, yeah. Like, you, that quest is fucking awesome. You give, you give, uh, you give her son a bunch of money and, like, save him a couple of times and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the only time where I finally felt like this was a redemption story where, like I said, when I played the first one, I was trying to be a redeemed criminal and yeah. so i played john as a good guy the entire time in red dead redemption one right i when red dead redemption one came out i was still in my phase of like murder everyone run over people yeah like it's a video game we just fuck it, it, it the bad guys make the badass choices and you get to do a bunch of cool shit and i still definitely have those impulses but it oh, doesn't yeah, rule do. it doesn't rule my playthrough usually except <laughs> Except if there's another Mass Effect game, because that that series does the like, because it's not dark side or like evil. It's just like Great. fucking brutal. It's just like no <laughs> nonsense, like push somebody out of a fucking space window kind of shit, you know? Right. Uh, who deserves it? Um. But in this game, it 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 feels so difficult. This is why I loved GTA Five, because there's a count. There's a character who is the outlet for that. Which is um, whatever the fuck his name is, um, Trevor. Oh yeah, he's the, he's the guy where you would just go crazy and fucking murder people, right? He's yeah. that character, and it doesn't feel out of place at all. What is, uh, what was what what's the what's the term for this? That um, I always forget it. Um, fuck me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know God this one. It. Shit, I'm failing you. It's it's like it's the difference between. The, the the gameplay and the narrative, like when those two things are opposed to each other. So like you slaughtering 800 fucking people is not something Arthur would do, like no. innocent people. No. So it, it, whatever the, it, there's a term for it. I fucking look it up. Google it. You probably, you're screaming it at your fucking iPod right now. If your you still iPod? have one of those. People still have iPods? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zoom. Sorry. Your iPod um, shuffle. Yeah. Your iPod shuffle. <laughs> iPod <laughs> nano. Your Walkmans. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah. So this game doesn't have that. Um, no. but it does force you to do some heinous shit, and it's like it's not exactly opposed because you are outlaws. Yeah. And and it's not like you go seeking it out. You have this leader who's off the rails a little bit, and. Your jobs all go bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just like everything. Time. You're just bad at. It's just like. It's a fucking. 
it's a it's a group of people who don't know they're bad at doing their job. Like the the way they chose to live, they're not good at it. Mm-mm. They're terrible outlaws, and I think this would be like. This is literally how most jobs would go anyway if you try to be, like, a fucking cowboy. Like, <laughs> yeah, It's yeah, never exactly. like the movies, and this yeah. is, like, the most realistic, and it's like, oh, everything fucking goes wrong. Of course it fucking does! You're breaking yeah, the everyone's law! Like, everyone's like, it's so easy to be a fucking criminal back then. It's like, yeah, but if you get caught, you just get shot. <laughs> you yeah, just you die. die. <laughs> you don't come back from that. You get gangrene if you fucking do survive it. And then you lose some limbs. <laughs> oh, that's fucking crazy. Uh. So the, the other thing people criticize this game for is the slow open. How it do you feel about that? Open. It does have a very slow open. That's, does I think that that's... bother you? It did in this game because it took me forever to actually get going with this game, I think. Because, oh. like, I I did the first chapter, and then the second chapter I don't really remember doing as much, but it's probably one of the longest ones. And then it wasn't until the third chapter when I started feeling things for the game. It was a very drawn-out relationship for me. Normally, I just immediately jump into a relationship when I want one with whatever. Uh, but for this game, it was very slow and drawn-out. Ludonarrative dissidence. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't listen to a fucking word you said, and I looked up the thing I was trying to say. Okay, how did the, the opening affect you then? Okay, uh, the opening was... Um... Pretty cozy. I like the slow feel because the game is kind of slow in general. Yeah, um, a little bit. Things take a while. They slow you down in camp. Um, right. Yeah, I'm kind of into it because it lets you, it sort of makes you breathe in the world. Yeah. And I am a sucker for snow levels. <laughs> and that's where it starts. Just like fucking Goldeneye. <laughs> I don't think it starts in a snow level, actually. I don't know. Oh, wait, the second half of the first level snow? Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought it was fine. I didn't have any problems with it. But I definitely understand how people could. Right. For sure views. Okay. All right. Do you want to do our breakdowns? Now? Yeah, let's do the breakdown. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it down. Let's break it, break it, break it, break it fucking down. Okay, so what was your favorite main character besides Arthur? Uh, as part of the group, you mean, right? Yes. It's Sadie Adler, obviously. Obviously, Sadie. She's the fucking best. She is literally the best character probably from the whole game besides John and Arthur, I think. No, I think she's better than them. You think so? Yep. I think, uh, yep, I think so. Okay, okay. Uh, what are your favorite qualities of Sadie? Uh, I... (laughs) So, <laughs> I like to imagine her as like a uh, a um. Damn it! What's John's wife's name? Uh, Abigail. Yeah, an Abigail type when she was married to the guy who died tragically to the O'Driscolls. Yes. And in control of everything, uh, always raging about something. Yeah. But has this softer, sweeter side too. Like she yeah, fucking she... loved that guy, and yeah, she, she cares about the people it. around her. Yeah. Yeah. 
But when that gets taken away, holy shit, it takes a while, but she comes off the fucking rails. And that is Sarah Connor. Fucking awesome. I have never seen a Terminator thing. What well, actually, the I saw I, I saw one I saw one in two. I, I did see one in two. Okay, I know well, who that is. Know how badass she is in two. Is she? Yes! She was like super ripped. Anyway. I don't I really didn't and I was inebriated when I saw it. Uh <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um Yeah. So it was fucking awesome. When she right. starts fucking stabbing people and shit, like <laughs> it is so well justified and I don't know. I think they wrote her arc like super well. The my only complaint is there's not enough of her. Yeah. And maybe a little bit too much of her in the, the epilogue. Oh no. Not not because it's her, but there's too much epilogue. The, the epilogue's too fucking long. Yeah, the epilogue is really long. Okay. Speaking of slow burn, you think it starts slow? It ends way slower. Ends way slower. Way slower. Remember it's... Shenmue? That's how you end the game. <laughs> Moving boxes around. So good. Masterpiece. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Okay, yeah, I, I also, I have to agree with you. Uh, Sadie is the best. I think the next runner-up is uh, is Lenny. Because his character, and if you actually sit and you talk to him and you interact with him, you find out more about him and him and his dad. And, like, the letters between him and his dad and, like, his pocket watch is just really sweet. But, like, Sadie, Sadie's such a badass because, like, the first mission you you take her to, like, shopping because she's losing her fucking marbles in the camp. She's like, this, <laughs> yeah. isn't, where, this isn't where I belong. I don't belong cooking and blah, blah, blah. She's yeah. like, I need to go get revenge. And uh, so when you take her out, she goes into the store and she immediately buys herself a change of clothing. And she <laughs> she gets herself pants, which is illegal yep. back then, by the way. Mm. It was illegal for women to wear pants. Interesting. Yep. I have a why, why did How did they have her size, I wonder? I don't know. I think she just grabbed <laughs> a pair of pants and she's like, I'm buying them for my husband. And then she just wore them. But, I mean, they fit, and, you know, they weren't saggy. <laughs> well, were you checking out Sadie? I mean, were you not? <laughs> she is a babe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's single now. I know, because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> fucking him. <laughs> you're a monster. Do you hear me? You're a fucking monster. <laughs> Uh, oh, Look, yeah. I've waited this respectful amount of time <laughs> after the epilogue, you know. Then you finally make a move when you're dead. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And, like, she also knew when to pick a fight. Like you said, just fucking, she would just start stabbing people or start shooting and shit like that. But she also knew not to pick a fight. Because, like, yeah. there's a mission where you're scouting out the jail where John is being uh, kept at, right? And you rent a hot air balloon. And one of the fucking crazy things that they thought back then that uh, if women traveled too quickly or moved too quickly, that your uterus and your lady parts would fall out of you. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. This was actually what they documented as scientific Holy facts shit. back in the early 1900s. That's fucking crazy. So, 
<clears throat> with that being said, and like the fact that Rockstar actually added this touch to it, which was kind of funny, was uh, <laughs> the the balloon guy. He's like, yes, women can't be at this altitude for their, their, their <laughs> needs and stuff like that. And I just yeah. fucking lost my shit. I think I literally all tabbed <laughs> and I messaged you. I'm like, how the fuck did Rockstar know this? Like, do they, uh, I thought they listened to the dog because this is where I found all out this information. And then I looked <laughs> it up and all of it's real, obviously. Like yeah. the pants, that, they have a whole thing about women rebelling and wearing pants and like fighting the law because they didn't <laughs> want to wear skirts anymore. <laughs> they were like, fuck this amazing. shit. Especially oh. since women were working. And so like, <laughs> anyway, it was just like a funny thing because she just stays on the ground. She's like, yeah, uh-huh, sure, sure, mister. And like, she's probably just thinking about stabbing that dude with a fucking skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's That's literally... Funny. Literally the best. Um, what would be your favorite side mission from the the game? My favorite side mission. Yeah, I know there's a lot going on. I know that's tough. Uh, it's even honestly, it's kind of hard for me to distinguish the two. Or how about maybe maybe the, maybe the one with missions. the the inventor guy, the uh, the oh, yeah. the. The Frankenstein-y thing where you made the robot thing. Uh, I really liked that one. That was great. That one was a fun one. I like that one a lot. Um, I would have to say mine is... Oh, it's a hard choice between um, Mr. Black and Mr. White. And they're strangers. Oh, yeah, names. the the prisoner guy? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they're lovers. And oh. then the widow, the widow chick yeah. up in the yeah, yeah, yeah. up in the cabin, and right. like her eventually helping you out because she she helps you when you're sick, and like you help her at the very beginning just get fucking food. <laughs> but like right. my whole speculation behind Mister Black and Mister White being lovers is because one time I rode up there, <laughs> yeah. and like they're up in their little cabin on stilts, and they're like being they're like talking and stuff like that and then they get in an argument and one goes inside and locks the other one out and like that's when it's over like when you finally figure out what finally happened to them like it's just right. like a quick it's not an actual quest it's just like you interacting with them for the last time yeah yeah sort of in passing yeah in passing and like once that dialogue is over between you you can write off but if you sit there and you wait and you can listen to him. He's like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> He's like, just let me inside. Come on. He's like, I'll make us dinner. And then that's when oh. the door unlocks. And then they he goes inside. Interesting. So I think there were lovers the entire that's time. Awesome. The way they bicker and stuff. It yeah. was just yeah, yeah. It makes like, sense. They like each other. It makes sense. Yeah. And, I mean, considering they write characters like that, maybe... That indicates Dutch and uh, Micah, maybe. They're totally. <laughs> <laughs> They're totally bumping ugly. <laughs> It'd be tough to do in that camp. His tent is always open. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know where Micah sleeps. <laughs> he sleeps on the ground like an animal. Oh, okay. <laughs> At the foot of the bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a little animal. Um, <laughs> uh, do you remember your favorite overall mission? Yep, like, it's the Lenny Bar mission by so far. Ah! 
It's fucking uh, a piece of art. <laughs> Lenny! Lenny! <laughs> I found you, Lenny. He just sees everyone as Lenny. <laughs> yeah, women. Fucking women, amazing. Women tense. Or women's What was his fucking tense. beer laced with, dude? <laughs> like, probably fucking some kind of rehypnol type drug back then. <laughs> Yeah, and then like you fucking, it's. It, I loved how it switched to first person. Yeah, for the peeing. Oh my god, it was the best thing ever, and like you're peeing, or no, even just walking around too. Yeah, and yeah, trying that's to true. Interact with yeah, cus- customers or like call girls yeah. or whatever the fuck <laughs> is happening, and you're like Lenny, and then like as soon as you interacted with them, it would turn into the regular person. It's fucking amazing. Oh my god. If you if you guys just play Red Dead Redemption two just for that mission and then turn off the game, I wouldn't be mad at you. Yeah, it's I a great. I wouldn't be mad at yeah. you. It's it's literally the best fucking thing. And relatively early in the game. Right. Yeah. It's uh it's in the second chapter because you're right outside of Valentine. Is that Valentine? Yeah, that's Valentine. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my favorite town. And then you shoot it up. <laughs> then you shoot it up, and then you get a $500 bounty. Suck a dick. Anyway. Sweet. Um, I know we kind of talked about interactions with the environment. We talked about some of the weird little side things already, but do you have a personal favorite besides uh, Gavin? Gavin? Gavin. Um, nothing super comes to mind. I don't know. I mean, pretty much any time your horse collides with something, it's pretty <laughs> fucking amazing. I mean, the horse physics are just on goddamn real. They're fucking the worst. Literally the worst. Thank no, God they're they the best. No, they're the worst. It's so entertaining. It's so fucking frustrating because that would happen when you're like trying to get away <laughs> from the Pinkertons or some shit. <laughs> or like a pack of fucking wolves and then your horse just decides to eat shit for no fucking reason and you're like cool we're dead thanks horse (laughs) i like leaving it on auto like with the cinematic camera and it'll still (laughs) run into wagons and shit (laughs) (laughs) it is the derpiest horse i've ever had in a fucking video game that happens online too all the time because like i was uh i was playing with my friend foo and we were riding around he's like i'm gonna put it on autopilot while i smoke and i was just there in the back of his horse enjoying the scenery <laughs> and we fucking ran into two two or three dudes and then they just started shooting the shit <laughs> yeah people get like... really angry if they get injured at all if you collide they fucking <laughs> pump you full of lead was uh petting all the dogs every time i saw a dog i would pet it immediately i have never done that you could pet every single dog you could call it a good boy and praise <laughs> it or you could scold it and it shoes off and it i to you. do like the care for the horse i think that yeah was done like minimalist enough to not annoy me 
but also enough to be like, oh, like this Bond is, you know, he cares about the horse and it's it's nice. Oh Jesus! Oh, yeah, that's God. probably my least favorite interaction. <laughs> we so for my second for my first playthrough, I had like nineteen fucking horses because they all died because I ran into trees and shit. <laughs> 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 I I would get way too risky with cliffs and yeah, it was, it was a, I was much more restrained in the second playthrough and uh, I forgot that scene happened because I didn't give a shit about my horse in the first playthrough. But uh, Fabian and I. Got attached to this fucking horse, and right. uh, it was it sucked. Oh my god, I cried. I think I cried. I, that's when the waterworks started happening for me, and I'm like, no, why, why the horse? <laughs> all this shit that ha- had happened, like I cried over when Eagle flies, uh, sun, or is it Eagle flies? Yeah, Eagle flies is the sun, right? The Eagle flies is the sun, yeah. What's his dad's name? Something right. Yeah, I don't fucking remember. But like when he, when Eagle Flies died, that's when I started crying and like it just fucking escalated downhill from there for me. Cause like I just I finished at that point. Like started yeah. Oh my god. Everything was just the worst. But yeah, no, definitely your horse. Oh my god. Anyway. Um besides petting the dogs, uh also picking up other people's hats and wearing it in front of them. <laughs> so like I, I punched somebody one time and he's just rolling around on the ground and I pick up his hat and I wear it and then I beat the shit out of him wearing his hat. 80% of the hats in that game are fucking ugly. They're pretty terrible. I would say 80% of the outfits in that game are fucking ugly. They're like it's cool terrible. that it's cool that you can go shopping and get different outfits and shit, but most of them just make you look like a fucking homeless dude like <laughs> Ugh. Maybe that's just Arthur's style. Yeah, I guess so. He's only looking at the, the homeless selections. <laughs> he does look pretty dapper when you know he what? gets the suit, though. Hmm. Another mission that I really liked was the um the the gala, the the like uh, event at the mayor's house. Yeah, when you're in the 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 suit and everything. Yeah, I really liked that. That's a good. That's a good uh, main. That's a that's got a good like classic like mobsters planning some shit at a public event kind of thing, right. like where it's all like shady deals going on it, like it's the who's who of like the upper crime you know right syndicates and th- it was just it had a cool um yeah mobster feel to it even though it's a it's a western yeah i think it was just kind of like uh trying to cater to the times too because like yeah that stuff was starting to happen and and mob families were a thing but now they were becoming more and more powerful with industrialization right so yeah, it was kind of a nice, a nice touch. Um, what was your least favorite character? I mean, the obvious answer is yeah, Micah. Obviously. But if we don't count him, oh, okay, because it's because it's got to be everybody. Uh-huh. Everybody's favorite, least favorite character is him. And I will say he does serve a purpose, even though I think yeah. he's poorly shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, I think Javier probably uh, okay. would be my other one because he chooses to side with Micah for literally no reason whatsoever. It's it's funny that you bring up Javier cuz like Javier you if you pay attention to him and John throughout the whole game, they usually sit next to each other mm-hmm. on your camp and Javier talks about how he misses Mexico but he can't go back because he murdered some powerful people. Right? And uh and John alludes to wanting to visit Mexico. 
Ah. So it's like a nice nod to it, but like foreshadow. Foreshadow for the game that we already foreshadow played to previous events. <laughs> right. But like Javier, uh, the voice actor said that he didn't even understand why he sided with Dutch or sided <laughs> with Micah. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that Rockstar did was instead of Javier uh, pointing a gun at you towards pointing a gun at you and John at the end, he had him pointing his gun up, which in a duel that means you you respect the person and you won't shoot. Oh. So yeah, it was kind of an interesting touch, but yeah, he he's he's an interesting character. It doesn't make sense why he sides with Dutch either, but I think it was the mob mentality, like we talked about before. Yeah, he also like I don't know. So there's a there's a part in the beginning that really bothers me. This includes Arthur, mm-hmm. where Micah punches Bill Williamson for no reason, and Arthur and I think it's Javier hold back. Bill from retaliating. It's why? What? Just let him hit him back. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Well, then it turns like, into a full moon fight. Blah blah blah. Then hold back Micah after he gets his other punch in. Like fair's fair, <laughs> right? Like what the fuck? That's fair. God damn! They only held him. That's the thing. Like they didn't get in between. It was like it, I don't know. It just made no fucking sense to me. Right. Yeah, that doesn't make any much sense. Um, if we're also, gonna go, oh, go ahead. Just starting over again, mm-hmm. I I forgot. Honestly, I did. Maybe I just didn't notice because I was just getting into the game and didn't. I don't know what it is. I have no excuse, but I didn't realize Dutch has been harping on people not trusting him since this fucking first minute of the game. Oh yeah, I have a plan. I have a plan. Yeah. You take yeah. a shot every time. What do you not trust me? Every plan. time someone questions his plan, you don't you don't trust me. It's like okay, Jesus. <laughs> Can, can you just explain the plan? Yo, you don't trust me? I, I'm actually... Just, you know what? You know who Dutch is? Dutch is the fucking pink-haired chick from fucking Last Jedi. That is who his character is. I have a plan, and you have to respect it for no reason. Okay, can you tell us what it is? Nope, because you're an asshole, and you just want to be in charge. No, yeah. that's... We just want to know what the plan is. Ugh. So fucking stupid. Yeah, no, I get that. God damn it, Dutch. Uh, okay, my least favorite character besides Dutch and Micah. Yeah. Abigail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yup. Uh. Yeah. She, she. Even though there's there's a weird thing where I sort of have a. I it's a, it might be an empathetic love of her through John. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, he loves her. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's kind of a dick. She's kind of a dick. And also, what the fuck does she contribute to? Well, raising a child. How dare you? Well, okay. So, like, not to shit on her <laughs> for raising <laughs> a fucking child, but like, everybody else is also contributing. Like, look at Abigail. Abigail is just like such a badass, like, invert Wait, of her. Sadie. Sadie. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Sadie, Sadie, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Sadie's like a total inverse of her. And like, even if Sadie had a son uh, or a daughter, or it doesn't matter what kind of child she has, I think Sadie would still be the same person and not rely on other people and just be so incredibly needy like Abigail is. You know what's funny? Yeah. All the women 
or Sadie's like, I, I don't want to stay back here with the women and cook and clean and shit, but the, the cook is a man. Yeah, I know. It's funny. What do the women do? <laughs> uh, the ones that stay in camp, what do they do? I don't know. <laughs> I know some of them were working and some of them were doing minor thieving and stuff like they that. They do, to be fair, take down and set up the camp. And by the way, that happens like 18 times. So this yeah, is a lot fair. of work. They're like, my job is done for the next three months. <laughs> Let me know when we move. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. So what was your least favorite mission? Least favorite mission. Uh, I just got a, a flashback to the cra- the fucking cow herding in the first game. That's my least favorite mission in the series. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that, that's a, that fucking mission can suck a dick. There's sheep in the second one. Yeah, that didn't take me as long and wasn't as frustrating for some reason. Uh, yeah, I guess the menial tasks in the epilogue, all of them. All of them, the entire epilogue. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Especially when it's for somebody else. Like when you're doing your own chores, it feels kind of cool. But like when it's for somebody else, yeah. Like, eh, God, yeah. I already work for somebody else in my real life. I don't want to. Come here and do fucking labor for somebody in this fucking game. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Um. I think my my favorite my least favorite mission would have to be the one where you rescue Micah. And oh I think yeah. I was like, I was like, God fucking damn it! I already hate this asshole. And all I want to do is and shoot he, him. He he has the balls to insult you from jail, and you still break him out. Like you still break him out. There's just there there is definitely this like. That's probably why it feels so bad to not have agency in this story because it's like, who would choose to fucking help that man? <laughs> I don't, yeah, nobody, nobody. And I think that's why <laughs> they create like this strong, immediately like hatred for him because like, yeah, one, yeah. uh, he's an asshole from, from jail immediately. Two, he makes you shoot up the entire town because he wanted to go get his guns. I know. And three, you have a giant bounty in the area. For the next, like, and you don't have that much money because it's the very beginning of the game. Like, it's so stupid. And it oh, made yeah, me that's so true. Mad. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I had that bounty through three missions before that. And then I cleared it. And then what happens next? We robbed Valentine. And I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a slew of missions where... If they just get you into some fucking trouble for no goddamn reason. Right. Also, what's with some missions where they're like, hey, put your masks up. It's real important. Then other ones, no one gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. How about, how about some fucking consistency, Vanderling gang? Right. And, like, I can't believe how many times, like, looking through my notes, I wrote, yo, fuck Dutch. Yo, fuck Mike. <laughs> I literally have one that's, it's like, pretty giant ridiculous. half a page. Yeah. I think... For cutscenes and shit surrounding that stuff, I might honestly just start skipping them around, like when it heavily features those two characters this third time around. Because <laughs> it's just gonna make you so mad. It's just like I want to waste his time. Fucking uh, shut the fuck up. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what were some of your favorite feel-good moments in the game? Feel good it. moments. Yeah. I really like the heart to heart. I I love the scene where Arthur is talking to John about leaving the the group. Yeah. Where he's like, "You gotta fucking 
take this shit seriously and you get the fuck out. Like, I really liked the, because they don't talk like that to each other. You know no. what I mean? Like, you can have this close relationship with somebody where you never really get serious with them and then you're like, well, fucking listen to this shit. And the, the tone shift, like, it was perfectly fucking acted and written. It was It was really good. That one, that one's a really good one. Um, oh God, my feel goods. Uh, that one's so hard for me. I don't <laughs> know. I have so many feel bad moments. I think <laughs> it is a tragedy. I, it is definitely a tragedy. I think a couple of my favorite, like feel good, but like not good moments were like, there's a mission that you're doing towards the end and uh, you're with Charles. And uh, Charles brings up how lucky Arthur is to know that he's going to die, unlike the rest of them. And that he, because he knows that he's going to die, that he could do something about it. And that he can, he can, uh, he can change his story at this moment and fix things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, this buys you the time for redemption. Yeah, this yeah. you have you have your time to get your redemption, you know. While the rest of us might just get shot <laughs> tomorrow. In the next two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Which could still happen to him. <laughs> yeah, it still technically could happen to Arthur, but like, yeah. But knowing that it's coming is like it creates this urgency of doing that. Yeah. Right. Um yep. well, I, I think Charles is a fucking great character, by the way. I love Charles. Shout out to Charles. Charles, you're the greatest. Also when he becomes a boxer, what a hottie. <laughs> I don't wait. Is that a side mission? That's in the epilogue. I don't remember it. Yeah, when you're John and you go pick up. I Charles. I haven't done the epilogue this time around. I'm just going off memory from the gotcha. last time. Yeah, no, it's it, he's one of the side missions that you go pick him up. Gotcha. Um, I think another one of my feel good moments was uh, uh, fuck, 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 shit. I had it and then it's gone. Oh. Let me say something real quick. Yeah, go for it. I love that this game, even though there's the letters with Mary, there's actually no love interest in the game. Like, romance does not play a portion in the game. And I felt right. like that was, like, what a relief. I don't right. have to woo anybody. or like, It's just about the characters and fucking getting shit done. Right. For sure. Like, I love Mass Effect and I love Dragon Age, but, like, what those systems do is just, like, they make you mid-max love, and it like uh, it's it's such a weird fucking thing that video games do. Yeah, I mean, I like it every once in a while. In like, I do too. I, I'm a fan of it, but it's like I uh, again, like not all characters need agency in the story. No, not all games need fucking romance. Like no. it, it's nice to have an experience that didn't feel like they had to shoehorn it in. Right, and I uh, and and Mary's character is so interesting because I think she's the only the only person who honestly saw Arthur for what he was and like understood him for who he truly was you know she loved him no matter what because he is a soft guy he has his moments but deep down you know he, he kills people and he fucking robs them so she stayed away like she was smart yeah. as fuck yeah it, it, it was super smart like yeah it, it would have been cool to, you to see more of that character because she obviously yeah she was very conflicted and for really good reasons. I think right. it was a well-written, yeah, a, a well-written, uh, I guess, arc or whatever, side, little side, side thing. thing. You don't ha have to pursue any of that, which is kind of interesting. No. I feel like 
You it's it, you don't really get to know Arthur that well if you don't do that. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think, okay, here's another one of my feel-goods, and I have a couple of them, and they're all around the time that Arthur's starting to die, and, like, he's starting to, like, open up to everybody in the yeah. very last chapter. There's one where you, you're you going to collect debt from, I think it's the last three debt missions that you're going to do, and two of them that I remember off the top of my your, my head are the woman, uh, her husband just died, and you try to collect his debt. And you go to her and you realize, like, her house is fucking destroyed. She has literally nothing and it's just her and her son. Yeah. And uh, I think because Arthur telling, uh, uh, fuck, whatever, the eagle flies dad, rains or whatever. Rains fall. Rains fall. Yes, that's what it is. Telling rains falls the story of him, uh, his son and his, his past love. And, like, how they just got gunned down for $15, you know? And so, like, I yeah. think he let them go thinking of them. And then, also, there's another person that you go to collect debt on. And uh, it's it's somebody who's AWOL. And, and he's trying to help his wife, who's Native American uh, and very pregnant, get the fuck out of the area. And, like, it's them trying to escape. And like, like I said, I think Arthur has a really soft spot for women in general. Yeah. And so I think. I mean, I and I think the Mary situation like sort of turned him on to that. It, right. it like made him not turned on in a sexual way. I mean, like sort of light bulb moment of like how this lifestyle affects the women in his life. Right. And so he's like, man, it must do that to other women. And it's yeah. Or maybe he's always been that way. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's it. You can see how he would form that deep rooted opinion based on this relationship with that that lady. Right, and so like, yeah, that's when he goes back to Strauss or whatever his fucking name is, and like tells him to get the fuck out. He's like, he, he's like, you're fucking always giving debt to these these people that don't deserve it, and he's like literally screaming at him and like grabbing all his shit and throwing it at him yeah. to get the fuck out, and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess the whole redemption arc is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> my favorite feel goods. Um, I like breaking John out of prison too. That's fun. Oh god, that was a good moment. Um. Okay. So, what moments made you want to die and cry? <laughs> die and think- cry. Horse dying. Yeah. Big time. Um, Sadie being stabbed in the epilogue. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Arthur dying not so much like he got his redemption so it kind of feels bittersweet right although I did get the bad ending where he gets shot in the face by Micah which feels pretty bad (laughs) 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 but also it makes it feel real cool killing Micah later as John so oh right Uh, not that that doesn't feel cool already (laughs) it's funny (laughs) that you say that because like you got shot in the face the entire time that you deal with Micah, there's, like, one interaction that you have where he gets, like, punched or something by somebody in camp. I think uh, I think Javier punches him, and then he gets back up, and you're laughing. And then he's like, I'm going to wipe that smile off your face one day. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he did for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got the good ending. Good for you. 
saying no because I'm a goody two-shoe. <laughs> uh, obviously, I cried all over Arthur. I think most of the people that were there for that stream where I looked ridiculous and I yeah. had my bail. Um, oh, do you want to talk about Miss O'Shea? Miss O'Shea. <gasps> yeah, we can talk about Miss O'Shea. Her fucking... Fuck, the, fuck, fuck, fuck her. what she did. Honestly, I know I understand like she was like didn't know what to do about the gang falling apart and shit, but what a lunatic. Yeah. Response. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting with her face cuz she's drunk and she's just spewing out shit which all ended yeah. up not being true. Yeah. And the Dutch was okay with it. Yeah, everyone just moved on. I I couldn't believe that scene. That scene had some issues. That scene had some mega issues. Uh, when Lenny died. So, like, that yeah. whole mission where everything goes AWOL. Obviously, because every mission goes AWOL for you. Yeah, I was like, which one? Thing. Uh, but where Hosea dies at the very beginning. And, like, that's in a cutscene. And, yeah. like, watching Hosea die and, like, you're trying to escape and you're running through the rooftops and stuff like that. And Lenny's right next to you and he's running with you. And then he gets shot and you don't. And he just goes down. And I yeah. still remember it was like three in the morning because, you know, quarantine, I wasn't working. And I just remember screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> pissing everybody off. And just screaming at the top of my fucking lungs when he died. And I was just like, I'm crying. And I'm like, I hate this game. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. As I bump into the <laughs> Um, the okay. So I I thought of another feels bad. Not to no, derail yours, but um, fucking Sean's death comes <gasps> oh out, of God, out of fucking nowhere. Nowhere. Out of goddamn nowhere. Ah. <laughs> brutally fucking talk about somebody getting shot in the face. Yeah, I don't think he had a face left. But the nice thing that Arthur did was he's like, uh, he gets his body, and then he makes uh he makes uh Bill bury him. Yeah, yeah. And give him like a good burial. And such, which was kind it's... of a nice touch, cause like he he did love him, a lot. I think yeah. he, just like he loved Lenny and like everything else, and like cause Sean, that's one of the uh, things. Sean's so good. That's that's one of those things at the because like when you're getting away, Ar that's all Arthur's concerned about is he's like we didn't get their bodies back, and like Dutch is like forget them, right, and all Arthur could do is thinking about them and like just trying to get their bodies back to like give them some sort of like, you know, fucking burial, yeah, fucking shit. Uh, yeah, I, I loved Sean. He, I, I think he's probably second for my favorite character outside of the uh, main characters. But uh, and because he, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think. He's the only witty character in the game. He's so witty, and he's just like so condescending. I he's, guess. he's, he's, well, yeah, he's a little condescending, but he's, he's just jovial, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's just bit. like, he's he's happy-go-lucky. For sure, for sure. Oh, he's such a good character. Fuck, it makes me so sad. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, enough with crying, being sad, horses <laughs> dying, petting dogs. Um, yeah. Are there any other little weird things that you can remember? Because there's a couple things that I just looked through my notes and I forgot about. Mm, couple weird. Uh, I can't think of anything. Maybe maybe say one. Uh, it'll spark something. Um. So one of the things that I forgot to bring up, and it's one of those little environmental things, was uh, if you go hang out with the old vet, uh, Amish, the hunting guy, the guy with one leg, and he eventually oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he dies. He eats the shit, and you get his horse. And um. But if you go into his house for whatever reason, um, he said he was an old vet, and you can actually find an old union uh, uniform in there. Like you can find an old union uniform in yeah. one of the cab. Like you open a cabinet and it's just sitting in there, and I was like, oh, that's a good touch, Rockstar. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. And then there was one point where uh, it was towards the end when I was dying. And I was picking up a package, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm coughing like fucking crazy. And Arthur's just coughing everywhere. He doesn't cover his mouth. He doesn't do anything. And the fucking little male person was all like, sir, can you, like, cough into your sleeve or something? <laughs> yeah. And I never felt like, this is during COVID. This is during all this crazy <laughs> shit. And I'm like. Oh, and he's got fucking tuberculosis, which is like, I can't even fucking say it. He's got TB, which (laughs) back then was known as the consumption because it consumed your body. Yeah. It just destroyed you. And he's just like fucking slinging his blood and his saliva (laughs) fucking everywhere. He's like, enjoy, folks. Enjoy. (laughs) But... Yeah. Did they even care about? Did they know that, that, like, it was coughing into your arm a thing back then? I don't know, and like, I, I don't no know idea. if that got added, or right. if that was like something that they just did. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure myself, but um, okay. So the last and final question that I want to ask before we wrap this up. And I already have a feeling what you're going to say to me. <laughs> Great. I love questions that are, <laughs> my answer has been dictated or, or not dictated, but Well, it's just because I know you. Yeah, I know yeah. you. Uh, but if you were to make a side game or make Red Dead Redemption 3. Sadie Adler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. I think. I or, guess... or Sean. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Sean would make a cool game too. Sean leading up to him to him joining the game. Yeah, something like that. What, like, what was he off doing before he joined, rejoined the gang? You know? Exactly, exactly. That'd be cool. Uh, I would like to see if I could see something. Honestly, Javier, why he mm. got banned from Mexico, basically, or why right. he felt yeah, like he couldn't yeah, return yeah. to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, or how Bill, uh, because in the in the in the, if you're listening to camp. And sitting and listening to the camp, and that was part of probably one of my favorite things, was just sitting and listening to everybody. Bill said one day he's going to run this whole thing or some shit. Yeah. And that's what happens in the second, or in Red Dead Redemption 1, is yeah. it's the Bill gang, you know, the Bill Williams yep. gang. It's, it's interesting, like, his character is portrayed as kind of an idiot in this game. Right. And I don't remember him being that way in the, the second one, but it's 
it might just be like, yeah, the perspective. Because you're like right next to him. He has no power over anything. He's just like muscle for the gang. Right. And he's not very articulate, you know. Uh, right. But then when he gets put in the, well, not put in, he starts leading a gang of his own. Um, it makes sense that he would be, he would present himself more in a, a leadership kind of light, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, and then the last character that obviously I would like to see more of because Abigail said, <sighs> Jack at one point said, he's like, I want to be a gunslinger like dad. And she's like, no, 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 you're too smart for that. You're going <laughs> to be a lawyer or a doctor. And then obviously we know what happens, but I want to see what happens to Jack after, because like Jack lost his eye. At I the don't. End, at the, really, you don't want to know what happens to Jack or how nope. he became. I a hope he slayer? dies in a fucking ditch. <gasps> what? That character could not be less interesting to me. He's so interesting to me. I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little twerp in this game. He's a little twerp. 20 years from now, we're going to fuck this <laughs> the first game is. God damn. Hit puberty already. He already did. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I really, really am interested in playing one again because it's been so long. Right. My opinion might change. Like I said, I was a, I was a different person nine years ago, but. My memory of Jack, the Jack epilogue from the first game is like, you're worse in every way. I don't want to <laughs> be this character. I miss John. You don't. The, the apple is not even in the same fucking orchard as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I think, I don't know. I would like to see, I would definitely love to see a, a, a Sadie game as her as a bounty hunter. Yes. Just bounty be... hunting fucking, yeah. Ugh. Badass. She could, yeah. Just Black run star. run her own like bounty hunting company or some shit. And you work for yeah. her? Yeah. Or you're Sadie. Or you are her. I don't know. I don't know. Hey Rockstar, hire us. We have some good pitches. Yeah. <laughs> if you need ideas, people, because those are lacking, I'm sure. <laughs> we can't do any of the work, but uh you know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's, I think that's everything. All right. I, well, I since it's uh, since it's a Red Dead podcast, uh, we need some tragedy. I'm gonna have to shoot you. Oh no! Uh, to end the podcast, so. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> ah shit! I hit you in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll die eventually. I got gangrene. No, <laughs> that's the worst way to go, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're in Guarma, which is not a real place. No! <laughs> Fuck that area. Shit, that was my least favorite mission. Can I go back? Do you, do you know where that's supposed to be, by the way? Do you know where Guarma is supposed no. to be? Like, is, it, is it Guam? Like, that can't be. No, that's too I, far south. That's too far south. So what the fuck? I think it was supposed it, to be somewhere outside They just made up an place. island, right? Yeah, I think so. Somewhere outside yeah. of Mexico. Because everything is, like, sort of supposed real. to be a real place, right? Yeah. But uh, except Mexico is just Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap Weird. this up. Yep. Uh, Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled screaming podcast uh next 
Wink. Yep. Yep. Look forward to the Bethesda Todd Howard News Hour. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Minecraft. You're Minecraft. Okay. Thanks, Bunny. Thanks, Ports. I was trying to think of a famous line from the game. I can't think of one. Lenny! <laughs> Lenny! I found you, Lenny! <laughs>